All right. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of the Minnesota Enthusiast Podcast as Charlie gets a notification from Apple. All right. Anyway, way. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, for the second time, we actually have stuff to talk about, unlike how during during the dark, forbidding pandemic, we had no sports. But the first item on the docket is actually uh, – something in more recent news um as many of the entire world was wondering about a certain quarterback by the name of cam newton you may know him former panther panther mvp what almost won the super bowl uh yeah so just when you thought boston fans could not get more insufferable he decides to sign a one-year deal with the patriots so, when you oh. get played by the best poker player in the game. Oh, no, dude. Like, honestly, I kind of saw something like this coming. Coming. Like, I just felt like, you know, I, fi- I figured, like, for the longest time, like, Cam could be going to the Patriots. Because I was listening to uh, Shannon Sharp on Undisputed talk about it. Like, the Pats really needed someone who was, like, an accomplished QB if they want to try and keep things going. You know, like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, those kind of individuals. So Cam is at least someone who said, I've done something. He's won the Heisman, national champ, uh, college football champion, champion, almost won the Panthers the Super Bowl. But, you know, I think I figured that if he – the big thing with it, if this can be a success, is he's got to stay healthy. And they need weapons. That's, like, the big thing with this. But I think it's okay. Like, personally, I think they can, they'll at least be better than what they were probably anticipated for. Like, my thing is, I think – I still think Buff, it, it'll be between either them or Buffalo who, of who's taking that division. The year. Jets are finishing dead last. Yeah. Yeah, no. Jet, you, Adam Gase is their head coach. It's, it's just a question. It's just – completely they're dead dead in the water so yeah well at least they didn't do what the Packers did which was draft a quarterback when you already have an established quarterback granted the Patriots yeah. didn't have an established quarterback at yeah. the time well, no, but here's my take on the love pick like it didn't it doesn't really bother me because I get it like you know Rogers has said for a while now he's wanting to go He's he's seeing the 18th hole. He's seeing the end, and uh, so I get why you know have a in case of emergencies, in case that were to come early. Pray to God it didn't, didn't. But my issue is like your next two picks. Like you could have used them to get wide receivers. Like there was like this was a deep wide receiver draft, and you go running back and a blocking tight end. Really, it just makes no sense. But what? You know, I think I, you know, like there were just, I just feel like they really need weapons. Like, like, it's just, that's the big issue they really need right now. So, yeah. Well, back to the Patriots. I think they are a playoff contender. I don't believe they are a Super Bowl contender, but. Yeah. Well, see, at this least is the they thing. have someone who is young. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing with this, like. The reason people are complaining why Cam's on a like just a one year deal. I feel like this is okay, you've got to prove yourself. Can you stay healthy? Because 
if he's able to stay healthy beats and beats did him out for the job, they could easily just like maybe during like their bye week, I, which I think is like midway through, they could easily just give him, give him an extension. I feel like they got, got the funding to do something like that. So yeah. Well, I'm happy for Cam. Yeah. He, he should deserve to get a job. Yeah. And he landed in the greatest dynasty in NFL history. Yeah, I feel like that's like the thing. Like I, that was sort of like why I was saying they needed an elite quarterback. You know, like they're probably like the they're the sort of like the team right now. They're the now, staple, you know? man. What? They're the staple. They're like the golden standard. Yeah, they're like what every NFL team should live up to. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, I did actually add one more thing to our agenda because I was before you came on, I was scrolling through Twitter and I actually stumbled across this. So apparently, uh, J.R. Smith cut finally got got a deal done. Done. He took a short term deal with the Lakers and will be reporting to Orlando for the team. You could play with him and on the Lakers in two K as of last night. Really? Yeah. I was the Bucks. My friend was the Lakers, and he could play with J.R. Smith. Oh well, yeah. Uh, honestly, I feel like this is just this. This really isn't like filling a need, a desperate need. It's just more like he just sort of kind of like to satisfy LeBron. I think it's just more less. And it's not hating on J.R. He's a great player. It's just like he really is not had. He really is just not like someone who's contributing to like a championship level team anymore. That's well, like, they have who Bradley's sitting out. Yeah, Bradley's not going. I Somebody don't know else. the list of who else is not going. I know, I know. There's like a slew of different people who are like DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, De- no. The reason DeAndre oh. jo- Jordan isn't going is because he actually got tested positive for the virus. So. They actually did confirm that. Uh, KD's also not going going because – Yeah, if KD's not going, the Nets have, like, no shot. Yeah. And uh, Kyrie is trying to burn down the whole league, league from the inside, outside in. So, How is he doing that? He apparently said he – all the players – no, literally, he, he actually said the entire, like – Players Association should leave the league and start their own league. Oh, that's right. That's right. I completely forgot about that. I don't really know what that was about. I mean, literally, but boy, Kyrie, I seriously think he needs his head checked, man. Man, I don't know. Just to say it for once and for all, a lot of people in this country need their head checked. Move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go with that. Um, so, yeah, I feel like another big uh, news issue we can talk about is, oh, boy, the NFL draft. Good. NHL draft. NHL draft. Sorry. Uh, NFL draft was last while. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I know. All right. They have literally their one letter off. I know. Okay. It sounds weird, but that's how my brain processes. Okay. But, yeah. So, we had the NHL draft. So, um, obviously, the draft, as you like with the NBA, they do the draft lottery. The only thing is, if you're an NHL fan, 
You know dang well Gary Bettman rigs every single lottery. Everyone. Oh, so it's like the NBA. No. See, if it were the NBA, the Knicks would have three straight first-round pick. Would be having first-round picking first for the past, like, three or four years. That's the thing. So, I'm going to go over okay. the draft line. I'm, I'm, I'm catching on here. So, what about the NHL being rigged? So, here's the thing. Like, with the draft. Draft. So, number eight, uh, I'm going to go over the who over the rankings. So, number eight went to the Buffalo Sabres. A lot of people kind of expected that. Buffalo was bad, but not like, oh, my God, they are absolutely horrible. Horrible. Uh, it's just more or less. Oh, okay. it's just more or less, less like uh, they're just sort of like needing to rebuild things. Like their only good piece right now is Jack Eichel, and hopefully they can keep him happy enough to the point where he does not want to be traded because he's been talking about that. Number seven, uh, number seven is the New Jersey Blue Devils. Honestly, kind of, ex- I did not expect this from the blue this season. I did not expect from the Blue Devils. I actually thought. They had great talent and great players, but they freaking fell hard and collapsed. Literally, it's just, wow. With the, the talent they brought in and the players they brought in, you'd think they could at least get, get a decent season. They fell hard. Literally, head coach gone, previous head coach is gone, previous GM is gone. They blew everything up, up like – come all-star break well they're rebuilding uh yeah just prematurely rebuilding even though they this is like the eighth time they've rebuilt this year (laughs) so number six anaheim ducks you know honestly i kind of you know i feel like the ducks were kind ducks fans were kind of prepared for this because they lost some of their best players either due to career-ending injuries or or free agency. So this was just sort of like, they're in a deep rebuild right now in the deep start of a rebuild. You know, that's just sort of like the issue. It's not, they have a couple, they traded off some pieces, but who knows, maybe they have prospects or something. At the moment, they really don't strike me as a team to have anything. Okay, so at pick number five, the Ottawa Senators. Honestly, I gotta be honest. Ottawa, they... Their main issue is not is with both is currently players and rosters is roster rosters and management. But I have a problem with their owner Eugene Melnick, just because like you you probably don't know who Eugene Melnick is, but let's just say he is a sniveling snake and a pos if you understand what that means. Just because the dude literally so. Literally, he lives in Barbados just so he doesn't have to pay Canadian tax regulations. I'm like, dude, it's like, ugh, this dude is such a monster. Is like the biggest two-headed monster you will ever meet in your life. And in general, the biggest monster in all of hockey, of all the owners. And one of them is James Dolan. He owns the Rangers. So. Well, I've heard of James Dolan. We all know James Dolan, all right? I think. I think New York owners aren't that wonderful. At, and, of course, number four. Just when you think Detroit's season couldn't get any worse, they draft, get pick number, the worst team in the NHL conference, in the entire league, I should say, 
with a 53% chance to win the lottery, that's, and they get fourth. That's Yikes. 53%? Yes, they had the worst record, in, not in league history, I think. They were horrible. All right. Go, I'm going to go do some research here because – Yeah, here. That, uh, mm-hmm. Well, I don't think – I should reiterate. They're, they're not the worst, but they were, they were pretty bad. I'm just going to say right now. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah. That ratio was pretty horse crap. Excuse yeah, me. no, I've I'm trying to find out what they're apparently it's 1749 and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or here. Detroit. They were eight games behind the Senators. Yeah, no, they were were bad. And you know, honestly, I expected this from them because this was sort of like their first tank year, especially under Iserman's oh. Steve Eiserman's ownership because they're trying to rebuild everything because they have a, a lot. Their previous management had signed them to a bunch of anchoring contracts and veterans, meaning they couldn't do anything. So, so they're just sort of trying to break everything up, up and getting a first over first overall pick would really help, especially considering that Lafreniere is projected to be like the next guy be sort of like, the next Sidney Crosby, next Connor McDavid, that sort of dude. Dude. Now, pick three is also to the Ottawa Senators, but that was because they uh, they actually traded Eric Carlson from the Carlson to the San Jose Sharks for a first round pick. So, so that's where that comes in. Honestly, the Sharks kind of got screwed. The Sharks really kind of lost this one because. Because now Ottawa has a the third overall pick and the fifth overall pick, pick meaning they can get two very good player players. Essentially, Ottawa's stuck with Eric Carlson, and they signed him to an eight year like an eleven an eight year deal worth eleven and a half million dollars. So that's going to be pretty pricey. Why they sign people to six plus year contracts? It's because. It's because usually, like hockey players, you can have a lot, have more, have a lot more like longevity, and it's not that high of a. Yeah, contract. I suppose that's true. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and then number two, uh, the number two overall pick went to the Los Angeles Kings, which honestly I thought they were going to get two anyway. Wait, just because like, uh, this is this was their first pretty bad sort of like tankier post like their championship championship wins in like 2010 20 like 2008 2010 that sort of area or like they used to be really really good yeah they used, they used to, to be really travel. good they had like i think they won like one or two stanley cup eight one or two stanley cups back back in like the early 2000 in like early 2010 but uh after that they were the reason why they sort of fell was just because like they kept a lot of the same players around and it just sometimes doesn't click, you know, keeping the gang to re- together or re- together. So, and then the number one pick, the pick that frustrated the millions of hockey fans around the world, a placeholder team to be determined 
what with who by the way ha, i looked this up had a 1.3% chance to win the dang lottery in the first place gets the first overall pick in Lafreniere. Hey, if anything, if that, if that, if that means anything, it means anything is possible. Yeah, no. Well, the team who has over 50% chance gets the top five pick and a team who no one even knows gets the one pick. Essentially, essentially anything can happen here, here. That's what, that would be like the 14th pick in the lottery gets the first pick. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I've been sort of kind of going through my head. Like, if I think – if I, I'm thinking about it like this. All right, who's – the lowest seed would most likely get, be getting the first pick. So, um, on a, so, I was going through this the other day, and which frustrated me. Um, the team who had the – te- the, the team in the East that was the lowest or is the 12th seed is the Montreal Canadiens, which – Honestly, they're a dead franchise. Literally, no can like no Canadian teams won the cup since like the nineties, maybe le- less. But it's just like there's it's, five like, of them, correct? Yeah, there's Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Montreal, uh, and Toronto. Mm-hmm. And if I'm forgetting one, I apologize to any Canadians watching this. But anyway, so. Uh, essentially how I think this might work, uh, this is just going off assumption. Whoever gets the, whoever finished the lowest seed in the tournament, like who gets eliminated is most likely going to get the first pick. So if Montreal, if Montreal loses, loses their series against the Penguins, they will most likely get the pick. Pick. So. Close an incentive. Yeah. Again. Well, the Canadians, should, in my opinion, I feel like there were teams that did not deserve to really be here. Uh, Arizona, that literally, like, that's a team that's not been doing well since they were cre- created. It's just, like, they're bad. And it's not, like, good, like, good, like, bad, funny. Like, it's just bad. They're not a good hockey team. team. But, yeah, yeah, uh, other teams, like, Florida, I, no one really goes to a Panthers game game in Florida. Like, it's just like, it frustrates me because there is a huge part that know, of me that knows Bettman probably rigged this. And you don't really know about hockey, but the current pick, the current number one pick is project, obviously, for hockey fans, is Alexis Lafreniere, who is projected to be like the, a franchise-changing Wing per wing player like a city what, from, from? what? What country is he from? Montreal, Quebec, Canada. All right, the Canadians are gonna get. <laughs> yeah, no. Why do you think I said Bettman rigged this? He knows knows that if they get the this kid, he can put the. For some reason, he'll put the Canadians back on top. Of course, he rigged it. Bettman. No proof. No proof. Proof. Proof, I say. Proof. This is what happens when you put yourself through a lottery and you just go by this bag. Yeah. And honestly, I would be fine. You know, I'm actually, I don't actually hate 
hate the whole system of like, you're the worst team. Sure. You get the first pick. Okay. It's more simple, simple. All right. So as much as I know, it's, but if that didn't exist in say basketball, Zion wouldn't be a Pelican right now. Yeah. He would be a Nick. Yeah. Well, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Fair. The Knicks would have found some way to destroy him. Let's be real. But yeah, the next, the ne- next thing on the agenda that I figured we discuss is, is after months and months of yelling and screaming from both sides, baseball finally made up and we are going to have a season. So. It's just a tragedy that it took so long. Yeah. So pretty much it's just going to be, I think it's just like, 60 game, 60 games or something like that. So it's like half of what it is. Well, if if you go back to the shutdown, which is March or mid-March, they were the next sport to start. Yeah, because they, they were in the middle of spring training. They were – Oh! Yeah. Just, it's, it's just like um, basketball, base, no, basketball, soccer – Mm-hmm. I could understand what's going on with them. In hockey, you know, baseball, it starts in July or Yeah. I think what the I think what this exposed was how much we care about money. Mm-hmm. Do they get their whole salary too? I don't know about that part. They they just said like you you either show up or you don't. We don't care at this point. But we just want to play ball. Yeah, and that's the thing that concerns me. Their CPA, their CPA is expiring, expiring in the winter. What's gonna meaning that this could we could be seeing another lockout, lockout, which could wouldn't that be put, shocking? Yeah, would not shock me, and it's gonna put probably kill baseball. Being real, real. So, I I don't know. I'm I'm just glad that we have a. Yeah, I'm just kind of glad we're getting sports back back in general. Because, like, you know, typically, like, this time it would be, like, uh, today is July 1st. July 1st. Like, this would typically, like hmm? – Free agency would be starting in a couple days, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'd have – we would have uh, – normally we'd have, have, like, you know, uh, the big – you know, like, we'd have, have like – all-star break coming up for baseball. We'd have uh, NBA's free agency. See NHL's free agency. See, we'd have a, a lot of other stuff going on. On it's just like everything. Uh, everything just sort of changed. Changed, which sucked. But you know, the health and safety of players is more important than like sports games being played. That's the big thing with this. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So. I am very grateful that despite what has been going on, at least progress has been made on sports and outside of sports. Yeah. I'm super elated to watch the Loons play because I'm starting to get an MLS. Yeah, no, no, I, I uh, like, you know, no, they're starting, I think, I think they start. They actually start. July seventh. 
yeah, I'm at, I actually think I might, tr- I, I'm hoping like, thank, hoping like I get maybe like my shift for work, work. I don't get off. I can, I won't be working during that time. Cause I really need, would love to watch it, watch the game. Cause like, it seems to be the only thing going on right now. Like I know golf is back, but like, I'm a person who's like never watched golf on TV. Yeah. Golf, NASCAR, and soccer. Yeah. Or, Those are the only three back right now. Uh, like basketball. Yeah. Like basketball's on their way coming back, coming back in like two weeks. I think NHL, they're most likely just, they're still just trying to find the host city. Cities. And then, NHL, I heard they've got it down to, shoot. They got it down to a Canadian city. And yeah. Some- yeah. No, I told I told you this that uh, there were they were considering like a bunch a bunch of different locations. I think personally, for the Eastern Conference, they'll do Toronto just because like you know Canadian city, not heavy on COVID, COVID, and you know Canada. So we have breaking news: the NFL is going to eliminate. Two games in the preseason. I really don't know how much that matters, but oh yeah, no, no. I knew, I knew about that for a little bit, bit. And honestly, you know, I feel like it really, it was bound to happen just because, like, uh, it's we're still kind of in the middle of all what's going on. So, like, there's even debates like about whether we're gonna have like football season on, start on time. So, well, what I was. What I've heard from Sports Center is any week could be week one. Yeah, which will be very interesting because if it's if you if you start week eight, then that completely alters the schedule. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like there's too there's too much like logistics and variables to predict, try and predict. So I think I think if we like. I don't think we're going to have a college football season just because, like, we don't even know, like, even you and me as, like, college students, we don't, we, we know, like, we're going back, back, but there's, like, other universities that, like, we have no idea if we're even going to open it on time for the start of the school year, so. And as a former sports writer, I don't even know what we're doing sports-wise for our school, so. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing, thing, like. Mostly, like, like it's just been, like, ever – it's mostly, like, kind of good having sports back because it's giving people, like, just sort of, like, an, an escape from what's all going on because, you know, it's, like – It's a it's, – it's, I feel like it's not an escape, but – It's just when, – when I watch – when I watch my first sports game back, I'm going to have way more appreciation than I did prior to. Yeah, no, I definitely there's like there's even that's like for me like a lot of stuff in general like like I'm I hold a better appreciation for like the gym the like the fast food restaurants I go to to all that sort of stuff like it's just like you really learn to take that's sort of like the thing I've learned you learn to take that stuff for granted so yes you do yes you do even even if you don't even when you know you're told that the world's not 
not the world, the country, because people like to say the world, but it's the country. What's going on in the country? Yeah. We need something to unite us all, and sports does that. Yeah, you know, I really do believe believe you on that. Because, you know, let's be honest, uh, at least for, for Minnesota sports, I can't get much better work better because our expectations are low to begin with. <laughs> Look, dude. I have hopes for the Loons and the Twins and I guess the Lynx, even though I'm not going to follow the Lynx. Uh, yeah, Lynx, I don't know. Uh, really, they're, they're still trying to piece together what they can after Maya Moore ha- Moore's retirement, so or Maya Moore's absence, I should say. But yeah, uh, mostly like, the thing is with Minnesota sports, it just frustrates me because like, the Vikings have been been known for a legacy of failure for years and years and years, years. The Wild, they've just never been good ever since the North, good since the North, like our only good team was the North Stars and they left for Dallas, Texas. So, yeah, the Twins, they they won two World Series in, like, the early 80s and 90s, in the late 80s, early 90s. But they, even still, like, as of today, 14 straight playoff losses to the God-lippin' Yankees. It's like, ah, how much more do we take? It's just losing to the Yankees over and over again. The good news is, or not the good news, an interesting way to look at it is there's 60 games, which is probably half or less than half mm-hmm. of the schedule. Yeah. So every game's going to count. Yeah, every game, ha- it ha- every game has to count because essentially – Because if you're on a – if you start out 0-5 and you're at the bottom – you got to turn things around, essentially. But, yeah. Yeah, like, the thing is, like, honestly, with baseball, I don't know who's really kind of favored to win all, win the whole thing. Just because, like, I I just – I would like to say the Nationals just because, like – the Nationals are. They're the only clean – good team in ba- – clean team in baseball right now unlike a certain team in Texas, but <laughs> look, honestly, I could drill hard into, in, literally, I'm not, I shouldn't drill too hard into Houston sport, sports. They are, they're already going through enough as it is right now. They have a GM, they have the Texans who traded their best, best player, a player for a turkey sandwich. <clears throat> You had the Rockets who tried switching to the to the short ball game and failed miserably. And then you have the Astros who won a World Series and cheated in said World Series. And they're not sorry for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm looking this up. It's not really... I'm not gonna go off of that online. I just know I heard I saw in Sports Center Twins have like the fourth best chance to win it all, which is yeah. a bit excessive, but hey. Yeah, no, I'm not whole 
I'm not expecting it just because this team has let me down so many times in the past that I can't – I just got to go Minnesota has a reputation for telling your, telling your fans, we got this, and then – yeah, no. no. Oh, and for the Super Bowl, the Patriots have six. <clears throat> this is. We need to uh, change something or someone. Uh, yeah. Devin Cook is Devin Cook holding out still? Yeah, still I like... believe he's still on his holdout. Uh, honestly, like. I'm not overly concerned with Dal, with Dalvin, just because like we still have Alexander Madison, who's like, who's proven to be <clears throat> really good. And plus, that's the thing. Like, the thing is, like, running backs you can generally find almost anywhere. There's bound to be a decent back back in any draft class. So that's the thing. Like, say like, I think we'll get him. Yeah, I feel like they will pay him, but. He's – I think – no, here's what I think happens. He will most likely – they either pay him and it's probably not what he, he wants or or they just – he ends his holdout, plays for us, and then just leaves because we – he probably – it doesn't make sense. He still has a full year left on his deal and he can easily just go test free agency and there's bound to be someone to pay him, so – Please keep Devin Cook. He's top three running back in the game. I don't well, I Christian say top McCaffrey three. And I, I wouldn't say top three. Maybe like top. Yeah, I'd say it's like it's like McCaffrey, McCaffrey. Uh, I'd say in the NFC, top backs are like Christian McCaffrey, Saquon. Even though he's injured, he's still good. Good. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else is like a good running back in the NFC. Zeke? I wouldn't put Zeke up there. I wouldn't really just because like he's not – he didn't have a good season this la- last year, and he rarely, he almost didn't even play. Uh, I'm trying to think, think off the top of my head. Like uh, I hear a good thing. I, I, th- that's the thing. Like most of the good ones are in like the – in like, uh, oh, Alvin Kamara. I'd say Alvin Kamara. Kamara's. Decent. He is. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, I forgot about him too. Too. Uh, let's see. Uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, San Francisco's back is pretty good. They got Kenyon Drake in Arizona. He's all right. Right. Uh, I, I want to say Gurley with the Falcons, but you know he's just like. He's just had his – he's got a, those arthritic knees. But, yeah, it's like mostly AFC. You got Nick Chubb. You got Derrick Henry. Henry, you got Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. You got uh, – Chiefs running back. Yeah, you got – you got uh, Clyde – even like the rookies, like Clyde Edwards-Tillaire, Lair, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, the Wisconsin running back, is on the Colts. Like, those are a lot of good – there's a lot of good backs in the AFC more than, like, the NFC. See, that's the thing. So, yeah. But other than that, like, like, uh, I think 
like honestly, like the reason I'm not overly concerned about the Dalvin Cook hold off is because like uh if you saw Alexander Madison, he's actually very good back. So he can and I think he's with us for let me check what his deal's like. I think it's a two year deal. Yeah, it's it sounds Yeah. Okay, yeah. And it's loading. Uh, yeah, we have him till about 2022, too, which you, and right now he's, He's getting paid like uh he's getting paid like in and that in that year like uh he's getting like over over a million one million one hundred and seventy dollars or dollars or so. So like we still have him for like another two year years meeting he can work work because he's like one of the more underrated backs. Like like when when Dalvin was sort of like like Sort of like towards the end when Dalvin had like his injury, like he was our our go to back, and he was really get, pulling through for us. So I think he'll be fine for now, but I do think Dalvin should probably get signed. Hold it, yeah. yeah. Though personally, I feel like uh, they seriously need to be talking to Cousins about that contract contract. Uh, we're not gonna go. We're not going there. I don't. I'm like. <laughs> no. Here's the reason why. So you know how the salary cap is going down next year. Uh, let's just say Vikings might be in a cap dilemma, meaning we're gonna have trouble paying some people, i.e., our Lord and Savior Adam Thielen, uh, Harrison Smith. We lose Adam Thielen. I will. Be- uh, Alexander Madison's gonna or uh. Anthony Harris's franchise tag tag wears off. Uh, Riley Reef, which we need to get rid of, but I feel like that's going to be a bit of a problem. So we need to talk to Cousins see if we can get some of that money back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. actually, one thing I did want to run by you. I've been seeing uh, a lot of rumors lately lately about the Viking. So obviously the Vikings need uh, another like corner cornerback. Cause you know, we lost Trey Waynes in free agency and Xavier Rose was burnt toast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were actually thinking of doing a trade for Riley reef and like a uh, pick neck pick pick in the, in like the 2021 draft, send that to the chargers for their corner Desmond King, the second. I think honestly, you know, it's actually not a bad bad idea to do it just because one we need we could use a corner cor- another corner and two Reef is kind of a contract anchor and has a bit of a contract anchor and we really don't need him cuz we kind of did get we do have like a lot of our other younger tackles who are ready to go. So, I think I'd say honestly if they can get the deal done, do it just cuz like like I feel like that's like what we need right now. That's something that could work out for us. Cause I told you, like I just said a few seconds ago, like 
with the salary cap going down, we need we're going to have trouble paying people. Meaning, some guys may need to t- to uh, cough up the bucks. So, I'm cousins. I'm looking in your direction. You don't need that much. And it's not to like. And look, I just want to say it's not to egg on cousins. It's just like we could we He's could really nice. use that. Out of everyone in the room, you're the one with the $84 million. He's the ninth highest paid athlete in the world. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Somehow. Yeah. Isn't like Amari isn't like like Amari Cooper or is I have is like one of the Cowboys on that list? Because I feel like I don't remember. I think Russell Wilson might have been on that list. I know. Yeah, that. it would not shock me for Wilson. They. I know a, a tennis player, Roger Federer. Oh yeah, Federer is making like a bank load of money. He's making a hundred nine million a year. Yeah. I mean, he's won like a, almost half a dozen different tennis titles. So. Yeah. Tennis is bad. <laughs> we really mentioned tennis. I mean. Well, that's the thing. Like, Look, all these sports are coming back, but we really focus on the big four in the USA. Yeah, even, we're – Yeah, Even look, though we should give soccer the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, surprisingly enough, uh, soccer's become more, like, more familiar in the U.S., and it's become more popular here. Like, you know, the loon, loons have really become a, sort of like a staple. Like, I see a lot of people in loons gear now. So the the uh, commissioner said he hopes that soccer becomes the second biggest sport in America in the next five years. I could see it. I could now, see it. given how basketball has turned into a boring fest at times, I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. I think football is America's game, not baseball. Yeah. Football. See, yeah, and that's the problem with like. That's the problem with baseball. It's just like they really have haven't done things to change with the times. That's the thing. Like it's just like you can still go on like it's like you still go on your TV and you go flipping through cables. There's bound to be a baseball game, an MLB game on. So well, basketball since Silver took over has pretty much improved with its yeah. Image. Mm-hmm. Baseball is just shaky right now. Yeah. Football surprisingly is actually starting to make progress. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't I think it's just more or less like Goodell is like was kind of, has been always always been pinned into a corner corner. So I figured that's sort of why he's trying to make as much progress as he can. Yeah, I, I still – it really is hard to do what he's doing, but at least he's trying. Yeah, I mean, like, that's with, like, a lot of business owners. A lot of owners, especially in sports, mm-hmm. are getting grilled. Yeah. And you know what? True colors are being shown. hmm But – Back to soccer, half the world is a soccer fan, so. Yeah. like About 3.5 billion. Yeah, no, I think, you know, like, like 
it's just really kind of been been like a new a sport that's sort of like really become like like a globalization i'd say is like the best way to put it just because like you soccer's become more popular with like american with like americans because like typically like you only like majority of americans only watch like oh it's like the u.s is the u.s in the world cup or something like that so so i think that's like the, the big thing like we've never had like an american soccer league league like we had like smaller versions of it like throughout the years but this is like the first the mls is like the first like professional one yeah it's three soccer leagues yeah we have yeah major league soccer national women's soccer league united states yeah but i'm well yeah honestly like i think uh i think like you know i think like the loons were the loons are a good example you know like i didn't think like when they first announced it, I did not see them being like really popular, but they've turned into a success. Like they're turning, they've really become like really big here in, here in, here in Minnesota. And they've really kind of drawn attention, attention to like the local fan base and really connected with the fan base. Before the shutdown, they were ranked number six by ESPN. Yeah. Like, like, like they're a team that like people, like I, like you know, uh, I live like a little. I live sort of like near near the stadium, and like I've been to the stadium just like when it's closed. It's a really nice stadium. Stadium. It's not like a super big like an NFL stadium, stadium or like a, one of those types of stadiums. But it's a nice little like stadium where you could like go go and watch. So I enjoy it. So. Whenever we get the chance, or I get. Whenever there's a chance, I'm gonna hop. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there. I don't know when that's gonna be because I think the entire season or tournaments playing in Florida, really everything is being played in Florida. Like yeah, you know I I honestly think like maybe not. I think it's honestly the only. There's really no other place better to do it. It's just like where else is there to go? The moon. An island in the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> kind of running out of options here. Here, well, that's Florida issue. is gonna in in one month. Florida is gonna have basketball, soccer, and pro wrestling. I don't know what the status of UFC is. Do you? Uh, I do know. I actually do know because I follow them. Them. Um. So their owner Dana White actually. Uh, has been working on this for like I think since uh like April I want to say this is so what he did was he actually bought an island to go do his fights on so uh, no no get come back here he, he so fight island is an actual thing and it does exist. This and <laughs> they need to make that a reality survivor TV show. No, you know, the best part there if you go on like Amazon or like their web shop, they actually sell shirts that, that are like Fight Island, say Fight Island, and like I went visited Fight Island. Island, it is beautiful, it is a genius idea. But uh, the island itself is like, like, uh. It's like, uh, 
I forget the name. It's an island. It's like an island in the middle of the United Air. Here, I'll look up where it mm -hmm. actually is. Yeah, it's uh, in Saudi Arabia. It's not like tropical, like Bahamas or something like that. I wish it would. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it is uh, Yas Island in Abu Dhabi. So, oh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, you know, it's actually not a bad idea. Although, I really want to know what was the conversation with the IRS he had about this purchase. Like, I. You cannot tell me they just were like, why do you need an island? <laughs> but yeah. We'll never know. We're never, I, I don't really. Yeah, but no. Think we're ever going to be as rich as Dana White to ever be in that situation. Yeah, no. But when I first heard this idea, I was like, okay, so you remember like back in the 1990s, that old more cheesy Mortal Kombat movie they had? had with like the live action adaptation oh okay then that then my then my thing doesn't work i just imagine this being like mortal Kombat in real life that's really just kind of what this is so well you know every every sports owner we talked about this in the very first episode every sports owner has their way of do, going about things yeah uh, one sports owner in particular is getting smashed right now. Mm -hmm. Well, two. Um, WWE yeah. is now under fire, and to the shock of really nobody. And what I've read is that I don't really know what they're going to do because I read that a, a, a high-level – talent on the raw brand might have it that might affect plans so yeah no we will see what we will see i just don't honestly i think they seriously need to do a two-week shutdown at minimum and it's not to like and it's not because of like just just for a reason it's just for more of safety reasons at this point point like because if one person had it who knows who how many more have it so it's just you gotta put sometimes you just gotta put what's in, in more important important like you're the people who who work for you or your business so well the they're independent contractors so they really aren't able to yeah say sue the company yeah well i mean i don't i mean like what do you really want to sue a company at right now really in this but at the same time they're cutting all these people because a lot of companies are furloughing people and they decided to sign a 75 year old for like 40 million dollars two legends for the price of 30 young talent what are you gonna yeah. do what are you gonna do yeah it just it's just like that's the thing like like AEW and WWE were like keeping on going like ever since that this whole thing started they just did it without fans fans i just think like they seriously need to stop stop things just for the short term and it's not and it's just so you can protect you can protect the people just so you can protect your talent that's the thing like well 
New Japan's back. Yeah, well, Impact's still going on. Like, all right, who never watched Well, that? Impact's been dead for a while now. You Impact can... is basically, how do we say this? They are the butt fumble of pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, why do people want to go to a TNA to see Rob Van Dam? <laughs> but the Bullet Club sided with them, surprisingly. Oh, really? Hmm. Gals and Carla Anderson both went to a, uh, TNA, mm, I, and I would have thought they would work with New Japan. So yeah, I would have thought they would have gone to AEW. Like I know the revival went went there, so I would have I would have thought it been up their alley. So I don't know. Yeah, I I just hope that. Hard to be a fan of an organization that really doesn't have the interest of their own employers in their minds. Yeah. That's as far as I'm going to go on that object. Yeah, you know, that's just sort of like, that's just the circle of life, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I hope that uh, all of you listening, mm-hmm. a good 4th of July. Yes. So it hurts with the fireworks. And we all stay safe in that area. And I have a request. You must listen to the speech from Independence Day. It is important. You must listen to the that speech. But I I have a feeling they'll probably play Independence Day. On Independence Day. I mean I was planning on doing it, so (laughs) anyway. We hope you all have a great and safe 4th of July, and we look forward to seeing you again. Hopefully we have more to talk about. See you, everyone. Bye-bye and peace out.